You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 265, How Can I Find Peace? So this is being recorded during the coronavirus crisis, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, of 2020. Uh, This is being recorded actually in April of uh, 2020. And, you know, we've been required, our governments, uh, really all over the world, uh, countries are dealing with this, and we're being asked to shelter in place. We're being asked to self-quarantine. Businesses have shut down. Um, You know, you can't go to church. You can't go to the gym. And Things are slowly starting to open back up, but there's still this this pervading sense of fear, this pervading sense of dread over maybe a second wave coming. And, 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 you know, that fear word just keeps popping up. People are worried. They're unsettled, and they are worried. And so we want to talk about today in this episode, how can we find peace when we go through, whether it's this crisis or some other crisis, because we, we, we all know that uh, life is full of you know different crises. So um, how can we find peace during those times? But before we do that, I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Miracles in Mark. Miracles in Mark was the second book I wrote. Um, It follows and examines and studies in depth every miracle, every supernatural um, instance that's recorded in the Gospel of Mark. Mark is probably the fastest, uh, has the fastest pace of all four of the Gospels, and he includes a lot more miracles and supernatural elements than the other guys. It's not that the other guys don't. Mark just makes these the focus of what he's trying to communicate. It's very powerful. We talk about why he includes the miracles that he includes. And I would also encourage you to check out my Miracles in Mark video course. You know, I've had so many people during this time, during this time of sheltering in place and staying home and not being able to go to church, um, you know, saying, look, I'm, 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 you know, reading this book, or I'm studying this, or I'm, you know, really getting to, into the Bible more. And, you know, that's awesome. What a great way to use our time to increase um, the depth of our knowledge, but not just our knowledge, you know, to, to really get God's Word inside of us. So, as Paul said, it can change us, transform us, and renew our minds. So, check out Miracles in Mark and the Miracles in Mark video course. There'll be links in the show notes, and I know you will love them. Well, okay, how can we find peace? Jesus said this, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, 
I have overcome the world. That's John 16, 33. Now, context is always important. We we as Christians, sometimes we just pull a verse out of context and we quote it and you know it makes us feel good. And and, and there's some validity to that, but digging into the context a little bit makes it so much richer. Because this verse in which Jesus said, um, in me you may have peace. I've said these things to you so that you can have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus made this statement right before he was put to death. Um, just a few hours probably before he was arrested, he made this statement to his disciples. They were feeling anguish because he had said he was going away. Jesus was feeling anguish because he knew what was coming. He, he understood that he was about to die a very, very horrid death. Painful, uh, the, 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 the emotional and spiritual separation from God, um, the physical pain. It was hor- horrific. It was just a terrible, terrible way to die. And so Jesus knew what was coming, but he said, even in that terrible time, he said, listen, guys, we can still have peace. And he said, in me, you may have peace. And that's a a powerful thing to understand that our peace shouldn't be in what's going on around us. It's not going on, uh, it's not tied up in what's going on in our jobs or what's going on in the world around us with a pandemic or um, whatever. It's found in a person. Our peace is found in Christ, in Christ. And so as Christians, we should be drawing close to God um, during this time like never before because it's really only in Him that we can truly find peace. And, And you know, like we said, in the world right now, there is such a strong, strong spirit of fear, worry, anxiety. People are are unsettled and you know the world is is telling us we should be afraid. Um, everywhere you look, we're being told that we should be afraid. Don't go out of your house. Wear a mask. Wear gloves. Keep your kids in. Don't go anywhere. Um, there's this whole thing. And, and look, I'm not talking about, you know, not using wisdom. I mean, obviously for people at risk, they should do this. But the, there, there's also this spirit of fear that's telling us, stay inside, stay inside, be afraid, be very, very afraid. But God's Word tells us something else. God's Word reminds us over and over that we can trust Him. And what I'm going to do is I want to give us four thoughts, four tips on really battling this thing because it is a battle some days to overcome the spirit of fear, to overcome a spirit of anxiety and worry. And um, really, I want to share these things with you to also maybe help you unlock and uncover and, and, and really see that spirit of peace begin to flow in your life. So four things that will help us during these difficult times. First of all, number one, stay connected. Isolation breeds worry. Isolation breeds fear. Isolation breeds anxiety. We're by ourselves. If your only companion is CNN or Fox or MSNBC or, you know, what somebody's posting on Facebook, oh, no wonder we're terrified. No wonder we're scared. Stay 
connected. And you say, well, how can I stay connected? It's, it's, we're, we're supposed to be uh, sheltering in place. Well, thank God for technology. You know, we're able to uh, have online church services. We're able to have online connect groups. You know, we've got 40 or 50 uh, small groups meeting every single week via Zoom or Google Hangout or some other way. Um, and people are able to stay connected. And as a Connect coach, I get to jump in on different ones of these. And it's just amazing to see these groups that I'm, I'm popping in on, seeing the, the way that they're being encouraged by being able to see each other's faces and, and, and share what's going on in their worlds and to talk about, real frankly, their own fears and anxieties and then pray for each other. Staying connected is so, so powerful. Um, this is a great time to pick up the phone and call somebody you haven't spoken to in a while. You know, it's a, it's a great time to get into God's Word. Stay connected to God. Um, get connected in a church service. Get connected to, to a connect group. But don't just lock yourself away in your house and let that spirit of fear breed in your life. Number two, turn off the news. You know, the news, listen, and, and this doesn't matter whether you like CNN or you like Fox or you like MSNBC or, you know, the New York Times or, or the AJC, whatever. It doesn't matter. The news, every one of them, their job is to terrify you. Their job is not to tell you the news. Their job is to keep you watching the news. Their goal is to keep you hooked, and the way they do that is through fear. And, you know, you only have to watch the news for about five minutes to realize that they're, they're making every single story sound as terrifying and scary as they possibly can. Turn it off. Well, you say, well, how will I get the news? Here's a suggestion. You know, maybe once or twice a day, I'll scan the news online. I'll, I'll go to you know, one of the, 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 the websites. I'll go to Fox's website or I'll go to one of the local, um, I live in Atlanta, I'll go to the one of the local websites and, and see what the news is and just kind of see what's going on. But I don't spend a lot of time there. I'll read, I'll read some stories and, and then I'll move on because ultimately it just feeds into worry and fear and anxiety. So turn it off. Instead, fill your mind and your heart with some uplifting content. You know, turn on some worship music. Turn on some great music that's going to make you feel good. Um, listen, if you're, if you're a person of faith, turn on some great church services. You know, thank God for podcasts. And, you know, I listen to several different podcasts during the week. Some, um, you know, about different things, but some of them are, are faith-based. Some, some great teaching and preaching and church services. And, you know, listen, it's awesome to to constantly be listening to stuff that's going to uplift us and point us towards God. So turn the news off and turn the good stuff on. Number three, number three, and this is such a biggie. Number three is turn your worry into prayer. Turn your worry into prayer. And you say, well, how do I do that? How do I do that? How do I turn my worry into prayer? Listen to what Paul said. Paul said this, Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. 
then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Now, these, these are great verses. These are powerful verses, and we're going to talk about them. We're going to dig in just a little bit. But remember what we said a minute ago. Context is everything. Well, what's the context here? Listen, Paul was not sitting in a mansion in Beverly Hills when he wrote these words. He wasn't in Hollywood telling people as they, you know, people sitting in their mansions, telling people um, who were struggling to pay their bills, hey, it's all going to be fine. No, no. Paul was in the trenches with them. Paul was in jail. Paul was in prison when he wrote this letter. This is one of his prison epistles. And he didn't know what was going to happen. He didn't know if he was going to be released. He didn't know if he was going to be executed. He had no idea how it was going to play out. And yet, and he tells he's writing this to a church that's being persecuted. He says, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for all He has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Listen, this passage, especially when you know a little bit of the context, is so powerful for our situation. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Turn your worry into prayer. You know, one of the things that I try and do when, and, and listen, we're, we're all in this together, and there have been times when I've felt the fear and the anxiety and the worry and the, the unsettledness of what's going on around us. Turn your worry into prayer. When the, 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 the thoughts of, well, what about this? And, and what about that? And, and how are we going to do this? And how are we going to pay for this? And, and, and what about my job? And what about my kids? Turn the worry into prayer. When the fear comes, when the anxiety comes, when the worry comes, turn it into a prayer. As soon as that fear about your job comes and you're, you're, you're wondering how you're going to make ends meet, God, I commit this into your care. God, I commit this situation with my job to you. God, thank you that you've promised to meet all my needs. Take the worry and turn it into a prayer. That's what Paul says. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And when we do that, when we begin to create this habit, and it is a habit, it's a discipline. When we begin to create these habits, what I've found in my life, and other people have told me as well, God's peace begins to come. The, the fear, the emotional turmoil that, that can come from the uncertainty of what's going on around us, when we begin to turn that into a prayer and begin to lift it back to our Heavenly Father, God's presence comes and just seems to lift some of that burden off of us, and that peace begins to fill our hearts. And listen, this is what we all want. We all, no, nobody wants to walk around terrified. We want this peace, which we're promised here, that will guard our hearts and minds. So listen, take your worry and turn it into prayer. And then the last one, last one is this. Encourage others. Number four, encourage other people. You know, I think that this isolation, this time of, you know, sheltering in place and quarantining and all this stuff, um, it can make us just so 
focused on ourselves that we can forget about those around us who are dealing with the same things that we are. You know, encouraging others is actually contagious by by reaching out to people and and looking for ways to speak life to those around us. Man, what a powerful, powerful thing. You know, you may be at home, but can you speak faith and encouragement to those in the household with you? When you talk to your colleagues over the the conference call or the Zoom call, um, are you able to, to encourage them? You know, one of the things I've been trying to do um, weekly is reach out to people in my contacts list or people in my um, circle of influence at church and other places and just people maybe that I haven't talked to in a while. I'll go through my contacts list in my phone and send them a text or give them a call and just say, hey, listen, I know times are crazy. How are you doing? Is there anything I can pray for you about? And the responses that I've got have been absolutely amazing. People like, oh man, I can't believe you, you, know, you, you reached out to me. Thank you so much. That means the world that you would do that. You know, thanks for praying for me. So listen, get your eyes off yourself and look for ways to encourage other people. As a follower of Christ, we are all called to encourage others. This is not the pastor's job. This is not the the church leader's job. It's your job. Who are you reaching out to? After this thing is over, you better not be one of those people who say, oh, nobody called me from the church. Listen, you got a phone. Pick it up and you start calling people. You be the one to initiate it. You start calling people and encouraging them and praying with them over the phone and see what it does for your own faith. Well, let's do a quick recap. We're talking about how can we find peace. Number one, we've got to stay connected. Number two, turn off the news. Number three, turn your worry into prayer. And number four, encourage other people. These things, these four simple things will help you find the peace during this crazy time. Well, I'd love to hear from you. Did I miss anything? Can you think of some other ways to um, cultivate peace in our lives? I'd love to hear from you. If you can think of anything else, you got something to add, that'd be awesome. Go to davidspell.com, leave a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you leave me your email address so we can stay in touch. It's always great to stay in touch with my friends. Well, thanks for being with me. Until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep finding the peace.